In our second reading, we have that wonderful opening line, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is with us, what can separate us from the love of Christ? What wonderful words to hear as we continue our Lenten journey and strive as God's people to become more and more the kind of people God invites and wants us to be. We hear in our first reading and in our gospel story today some rather mysterious stories if we really delve into them deeply. If you remember last week, we spoke about the covenant that God established with Noah and that there would always be a sign of God's love in the heavens, namely the rainbow, to remind people of God's continuing love for us. And we talked about the fact that a covenant, unlike a contract, can never be broken because a covenant is made with God. And once God establishes something, God continues it with love and grace. Now, the two stories that we have today in our first reading and our gospel take a different kind of look at that at first. We have the story of Abraham who, with his wife Sarah, had been wanting a child for a very long time and were childless until an old age. And then, through the intervention of an angel of God, Sarah was able to conceive, and they had a son, Isaac. Well, in today's first reading, we hear God, through an angel, telling Abraham to go and to sacrifice Isaac to God. I wonder if you and I would be as willing as it appears Abraham was to do that thing, to do what God required or asked, even though it seems to take away all of what we hope for and all of what we want. Yet the story goes that Abraham did do that, and he took, Abra he took Isaac to sacrifice him, but again, an angel of God intervened and Abraham was able to hear God's voice saying, you have remained in the covenant I established with you. You have done what I do. You remain faithful to me. And so I won't ask for your son. I already know you would do whatever I need you to do in order to accomplish my will. We hear again of the other side of the covenant, a human response to God's invitation to service and love. Now, in our gospel story, the Feast of the Transfiguration is remembered when Jesus goes on a high mountain and the disciples see him having a conversation with Moses and Elijah, the giver of the law and one of the prophets. And Jesus becomes, in the eyes of the disciples, the embodiment of God's law and a prophet of the ages. And they are amazed by what they see. As they walk down from that experience, Jesus tells them to not say what they've experienced to anyone until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And they're completely confused by that. Risen from the dead, we just saw you transformed and transfigured into a prophet so close to Elijah and Moses. What are you talking about? Well, it's really a balance to the first story 
where Abraham was challenged to offer his son, but in faithfulness to the covenant, God said, no, you don't need to. And yet, God is willing to sacrifice Jesus for the sake of all of us. It gives us an opportunity today, I think, to really explore what it means to have an awareness that God loves us and yet challenges us to growth, but is with us in all of those challenges. It's important for us to recognize that we are never left alone, particularly since our baptism in faith. We have the assurance of a community that rises up with us at times of struggle and difficulty to become the kind of people God intends us and invites us to be. And so today I invite you to spend some time thinking about that idea that if God loves you, who could possibly be against you? But what is it you are challenged to do to show God's love coming through you to the community that so sorely needs signs of God's presence and grace? We never live just for ourselves. We live to take responsibility for the world at the time in which we are given to live here. And so God invites us to recognize the great power we have because of the covenant of love God has established with us. But we also need to take a look at our responsibilities and to do what God invites us to do, actually what God requires us to do in order to be the living presence of Christ. We are the body of Christ since the resurrection. We are the new creation. It is up to you and to me, each and every day we have been given of life, to show God's love and goodness. How will you do that this week? How will I do that this week? So that when we come back together next Sunday or Saturday, we experience more fully the power and presence of God.